Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan. My goal is for us to discover jazz old and new together by listening to a wide array of selections and exploring different jazz styles and topics related to jazz. We'll learn more about what it is, what it isn't, how it's developed, and what we can listen for to enhance our experience. This program is on Trent Radio, 92.7 on your dial, and Peterborough Independent Podcasters. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. Today, the topic is jazz contrafacts. Now, what kind of a stupid term is that? It means new melodies written over the chord sequences of another tune. And while that's something that's been happening for a long time in jazz, according to Toronto bassist and jazz researcher Steve Wallace, it was probably coined by Robert E. Brown, the same ethnomusicologist who gave us the term world music around 1961. We'll talk more about it shortly, but I think the best way to help you understand it is to demonstrate it, maybe with one of the most famous contrafacts, Charlie Parker's Donnelly, the chords of which were taken from the old jazz standard back home in Indiana. I'll first play Donnelly from the 1947 Charlie Parker recording with Miles Davis on trumpet, Bud Powell piano, Tommy Potter bass, and Max Roach on drums. Then I'll play a version of Down Home in Indiana, a song written in 1917, but here as performed by the Dave Rubeck Quartet in 1955. The first, Donna Lee. Thank you. 
two tunes that use the same chord sequence. That was Indiana, or Back Home Again in Indiana, performed with the Dave Brubeck Quartet with Paul Desmond on tenor sax, Bob Bates on bass, and Joe Dodge drums. Before that, Charlie Parker's Donna Lee. Although Miles Davis claims to have written it, knowing how often Davis has claimed other people's tunes, I'd be skeptical. Today, I'm playing tunes with a chord sequence that was taken from another tune, which is, in the jazz jargon, known as a contrafact. The term is taken from a Latin word that means counterfeit, but really there's nothing counterfeit about it. Virtually all the composers acknowledge the origins of the chord sequence, and the reality is that one cannot copyright a chord sequence, only a melody. So there's nothing illicit about it. In fact, it's very much a part of the creative process, exploring a myriad of possibilities that come from one sequence of chords. Charlie Parker is a composer who has composed a lot of great tunes that are played by so many jazz musicians. They've become jazz standards, and many of them were based on sequences of older tunes. One just as often played and heard as Donna Lee is Scrapple from the Apple. It borrows the chords from Honeysuckle Rose, and the bridge is from I Got Rhythm. This time I'll play the original tune first, then the contrafact. Fats Waller's Honeysuckle Rose, a version by Montreal singer Susie Arioli. Honeysuckle rose, don't buy sugar. You just touch my cup, you're my sugar. So sweet when we stir it up. When I'm taking sips from your tasty lips, the honey fairly drips. Your confection, goodness knows. Honeysuckle rose.
chips from your tasty lips The honey fairly drips You are confection, goodness knows Honeysuckle rose And now for the Charlie Parker tune that uses the same sequence, at least in the main theme of the tune, Scrapple from the Apple. From 1948, that's Charlie Parker with Scrapple from the Apple. If you want to learn more about contrafacts, bassist Steve Wallace from Toronto has a terrific article online from 2015 called Contra Contrafact. He talks about its history, describes a number of jazz tunes that are contrafacts, then tells us why he thinks it's such a horrid term. He proposes another word that he thinks describes the process better. He likes the word scrapple. Aside from it being part of the title of that well-known Charlie Parker tune he just heard, Scrapple from the Apple, he states that its definition of scrapple as cornmeal mush mixed with pork scraps, seasoned with onions, herbs, spices, and shaped into loaves for baking or sliced for frying, that that fits better. He says, like jazz, it's American, is derived from both black and white people. It involves the kind of spontaneous creation of an almost impromptu dish, which combines a couple of essential ingredients with whatever spare ones happen to be available. I don't know if any other musicians have adopted that term as a replacement for contrafact. I'll try it on for size. So I'm going to play another Scrapple for you. When I played Scrapple from the Apple, I stated that it uses the chords from Honeysuckle Rose for the first part, but the second part, the bridge, is from I Got Rhythm. The main theme of I Got Rhythm is probably one of the most commonly used Scrapples or Contrafacts out there. 
You look in Wikipedia under Contrafact, and you'll count 46 tunes that use the chord sequence to I Got Rhythm, and many of them are often play jazz tunes. Some of the best known include Tippin' by Horace Silver, Steeplechase, Chasing the Bird, and a whole bunch of others by Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie's Salt Peanuts, Rhythmining and Little Rudy Tootie by Thelonious Monk, Oleo by Sonny Rollins, Lester Leaps In by Lester Young, The Flintstones Theme, Chippy by Ornette Coleman, and many others. It's no wonder that my piano teacher assigned me to learn I Got Rhythm in all 12 keys. I'll play I Got Rhythm, written by George Gershwin in 1930, a version by Django Reinhardt and the Hot Club of Paris from 1942, then Oleo by Sonny Rollins, here played by Sonny as part of the Miles Davis Quintet from 1957. See if you can hear that Oleo uses the same chord sequence. Thank you. 
Miles Davis Quintet with Sonny Rollins on tenor sax, Horace Silver Piano, Percy Heath on bass, and Kenny Clark drums from the 1957 album Bags Groove. Oleo, a Sonny Rollins composition, using the same chord sequence as I Got Rhythm, which you heard previous to that, as performed by Django Reinhardt in the Hot Club of Paris. Today on Discovering Jazz, I'm talking about a phenomenon in jazz known as contrafacts, where composers write a brand new song based on the chord sequence of another song. I mentioned that Thelonious Monk had a few tunes that were based on the I Got Rhythm sequence, but he used many other old tunes as well, from which he created new ones. One Monk tune that's quite familiar to me is called In Walked Bud. And despite my familiarity with it, I never realized before that it was based on the old Irving Berlin tune from 1926, Blue Skies. And uh, I'm playing a little bit of the Art Tatum version of Blue Skies in the background there. And uh, I'm going to play In Walk Bud, then another version of Blue Skies by somebody who's a subject of a commercial movie that's just coming out, or by the time you hear this program, maybe out in the theaters. But first, Thelonious Monk with In Walk Bud, a version he recorded in 1968 with lyrics and a vocal added by John Hendricks. Also, Larry Gales on bass and Ben Riley drums. Thank you. 
Thelonious Monk and Walk Bud, uh, taken, the chord sequence taken from Blue Skies. I want to play another version of Blue Skies, even though this might be a tangent from our theme of contrafacts, but maybe not. The name of the pianist is Don Shirley, who's been a favorite of mine since I discovered him in the early 60s. Pretty obscure among jazz musicians, because many considered him a classical pianist, but classical pianists didn't really accept him because his source was mostly Broadway standards, which he would transform into a classical style theme and variations, which was generally written out. And he was black, and he struggled to be accepted in the classical community. As a result of that, he also had a PhD in psychology. There's a movie called Green Book, opening November 21st. It's about Don Shirley and his relationship with his white chauffeur, and I very much look forward to seeing it. Rather than taking chord sequences from old songs and composing new ones from it, he would give full credit to the old song, but transform it in a way that if you didn't know the song, you might think it was a classical composition. Listen to what Don Shirley and his trio do with Blue Skies. Thank you. 
Don Shirley Trio with Blue Skies. Back to more Contrafacts, or as Toronto jazz bassist Steve Wallace calls them, Scrapples. Chord sequences from one song that end up being used for another original song. As I mentioned before, there's nothing illicit about this, and usually some form of credit is given to the original tune. Often it comes as a result of a wordplay on the title. For example... One of the best-known ones was Thelonious Monk's Evidence, which he took from an earlier song called Just You, Just Me. So how do those two titles relate to each other? I spoke about it in an early episode, an earlier episode of Discovering Jazz, which you can check out. It's episode 8, where ethnomusicologist Michael Morse talks about Thelonious Monk. Just you, just me, that's just us, right? Justice. And what do you need for justice to be carried out? Evidence. So that's why he called that particular tune Evidence. But many titles are more obvious. Like Lee Connitz wrote Dream Stepper, using the song You Stepped Out of a Dream. And Miles Davis took Charlie Parker's tune called Confirmation and wrote one to the same chord sequence called Denial. And All the Things You Are, it became Anatomy when Mel, Mal- Mel Waldron used it. And another one that used the sequences of all the things you are is all the things you could be by now if Sigmund Freud's wife was your mother, composed by Charles Mingus and recorded in 1960. I'm going to play a version of all the things you are to familiarize yourself with that chord sequence and see how it applies to that Charles Mingus piece. Um, Tony Bennett says it's his favorite song, and here's his version. And I'll follow with just a touch of the Charles Mingus contrafact with saxophonist Eric Dolphy. Time and again I longed for adventure Something to make my heart beat the faster What did I long for I never really knew Finding your love, I found my adventure Touching your hand, my heart beats the faster All that I want in all of this world Is you The promised kiss of springtime that makes the lonely winter seem long you are the breathless hush of evening that lingers on the brink of a lovely song you are the angel glow that lights a star Dearest things I know are what you are. So my happy arms will hold.
This is bassist Charles Mingus with Ted Kirsten on trumpet, Eric Dolphy sax, and Donnie Richmond or Danny Richmond on drums, and uh, a tune that based very loosely on the sequence to All the Things You Are, or at least a structure of All the Things You Are. We can squeeze in one more contrafact today. Toronto saxophonist Mike Murley, who recently played in Peterborough, took the chord sequence of East of the Sun, West of the Moon, and turned it into Nest of the Loon. First, here's Sarah Vaughan with East of the Sun, West of the Moon. East of the Sun And West of the Moon We'll build a dream house Of love, dear Near to the sun in the day Now to close out, I'll play a performance of uh, Mike Murley's Nest of the Loon with guitarist David Ogapendi, a contrafact because it uses the same chord sequence of that Sarah Vaughan tune that we just heard. Thank you. 
You've been listening to Discovering Jazz on CFFF, Trend Radio in Peterborough, as well as Peterborough Independent Podcasters. My name's Larry Sadman. Tune in next week. Bye for now.